Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for checking out another episode of the Boston Sports Blitz. Steve Thompson, Chris Blackie. Joined by probably our favorite guest of all time, Tom Murphy. How's it going, man? Oh, I thought somebody else was here. Right. <laughs> Put me back on hold, guys. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking me back on. It's been too long, man. It's been too long. Absolutely. So uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I've been thinking about this all day, so that's pro- probably not a good thing. Podcasters of the world who have our friend Thomas Murphy here on, I petition you from here on out. Whenever he makes his grand entrance, you got to play Rocky Four music with Apollo coming down and James Brown coming to America, right? (laughs) (laughs) Start the show out with a bang, guys. Let's do it. Yeah, it's better than a ringtone my kids have for me, which is the Death March from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, now I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, shit, here comes Dad. Dad, Dad right? called. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like I just yeah, want. No, I'll one, take it. Thank you. Right? Yeah. I just want one day where, I, whenever I walk into a room, the Imperial Death March is playing. Yep. You know, my well, we'll get it. You know. Well, right. you invited us to your funeral, right? Oh, it's going to be a big bang when I go. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll make sure we'll make sure it gets played as you're coming down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to tell people all the time that I want to be cremated and have a big party and have my ashes shot out of a cannon. <laughs> oh, my daughter, my daughter's got the hard one, man. She's got to spread my ashes at Fenway. She's got to go out there and take the taser for me. And <laughs> And she's going to do it, too. 
That's all. Oh, she the oldest? Your daughter? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, my daughter's the oldest. I know yeah. that feeling, being the yeah, oldest. And Butch will be there to bail her out of jail. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, he'll be pitching that day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, So do you have a, a specific spot? I mean, I'm thinking center field with your uh, your love for JBJ. No, no, no. Part of it, if if Butchie's playing for the Sox, then which he he, he should be, because I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, another 25 years. But uh, yeah, no, I want some of it on the mound, and I want some of it first base, because it's where I played first base. And uh, but no, no, no. JBJ, they, his dad can get sprinkled out there if if these idiots are smart enough to keep him around. Right. Right. So how crazy would it be if like? You know, the MLB doesn't even play this year, and then somehow Mookie ends up back here in the offseason. <laughs> um, that, that'd be insane. Yeah. Um, it, it really would be. I, I can't see it happening because, you know, John Henry just can't spend any more money. He just can't do it. It's you know he, he's got he's got yacht fees to pay, you know docking fees, and he's got to you know gas that sucker up and shit. So you know we we can't we can't afford to pay one of the best players in in Major League Baseball what he's actually worth. And uh, I I really don't, guys. I don't see him coming back. Um, it, it's a it's another uh, uh, situation where you know he was he was shown the door. And I think he's going to um, just go to the highest bidder, and it, it's it's not going to be the Sox. They they might have had a shot if they kept him around. My 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 biggest problem with this was the fact if you were going to do it, you should have done it last year. You should have done it at the trade deadline when you could have really brought back some fantastic young talent. The the guys that they brought in are not fantastic young talent. <laughs> you know, we basically got a fourth outfielder. And uh, and you know a bag of donuts from uh, yesterday's best eaten bin, and uh, and that's that's what they brought back for for Mookie Betts, and and I, I I'm still in shock. It's it's that's about the only good thing about not having baseball this year is I don't have to look at whatever the Sox are doing right <laughs> right field. <laughs> oh. Yeah, how I mean, fe- how feasible is it though that this actually takes place? I mean, how many games are we talking at this point? Um, probably a, a half a season, eighty-one games. Um, I, I I can't see it going much more than that. If you want to, if you want to keep the uh, the playoffs the way, I'm not sure. You know, I haven't delved deep into it because I really don't. I, I really I, I I don't want to put myself into that big of a depression because <laughs> mm, I'm really dying here without baseball. I mean, you guys, you guys, I know you had the hockey season ripped out from underneath you, and now they're they're doing this whole little you know round robin thing and bullshit. Here's here's something for you. If the fucking if Montreal gets into the the hockey playoffs this year, I I what what the ever loving what. What the ever-loving fuck, man? What, what, what? Really, yep. really? You know, they're they're talking about you know the the the, the Habs and and uh, St. Louis and well, they deserve. They had a chance all year long. Okay, it's been there's been enough of a sample size. 
You're 10 points out of a playoff berth. Why is anybody even talking about this? I don't even know. I'm pissed off and I don't even watch hockey anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, but the Sox thing with, with uh, everything that's going on, um, I just think it's, it's going to be really difficult. I don't know if you guys saw this list of, you know, there's 47 pages. I mean, you know, of uh, rules that these guys are going to have to adhere to uh, if they start the season up or when they start the season up. And, uh, and one of them, one of them is, is that players can't spit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Why don't you just ask guys not to breathe? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Asking a ball player not, what you asking? Yeah. You can't scratch your nuts. No, you can't eat seeds. There's, there's no, there's no chewing tobacco. Um, you can't, you can't shower at the fricking ballpark. You have to go home to shower. There's the other thing. You're locked down when you're on the road and you can only stay in your hotel. But what are you going to do when you're at home? Because you leave and then you go home. Right? You know, it, it's God, man, this is just so messed up. Mm-hmm. It's so messed up. They're talking about tra- uh, changing balls that have been touched by three people, and uh, which I'm all for. You know, I'd, I'd love to change balls after three people touch them, but um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it doesn't, I, I don't understand it. You, you, you're testing everybody that's, that's going to be in the stadium, right? Everybody's going to be tested. So everybody is, is, you know, going to be clean. There, there's, there's going to be no virus in, in the, on the field whatsoever, um, so I don't understand all these extra measures. We already know that everybody here is negative. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't get it. Go play ball. Go play ball. Even with mm-hmm. the fans not being there, that's a ton mm-hmm. of revenue that these owners are going to lose. I wonder, in the, like, in the back of my mind, do they even really want to do that just from a financial standpoint the owners oh you know, sure because they're still making money they're still making money there there's talk that there's like six hundred thousand dollars that that the uh, owners are going to lose per game but they're going to lose a hell of a lot more if they don't play at all um I, I believe some of the players are a bit tone deaf here and and don't get me wrong folks i am always on the player side when it comes to to this argument they deserve every dime that they get paid but um, there are just some tone deaf individuals out there that don't understand that, you know, um, there are people out here risking their lives for minimum fucking wage. And my oldest son is one of them. And uh, it, it really makes me ill. Uh, the nurses and, and hospital workers, never mind the nurses, the, the people that sweep floors in hospitals, the, the support staff in hospitals that are that are not making, and I'm not putting down nurses here that, that aren't making $70 an hour to be there. Uh, you know, the people that are standing behind counters in places that are making minimum wage and to have ball players bitch and moan that, you know, we don't want to take a prorated freaking season and we don't want to do any revenue sharing this year. It's already bad enough that I'm making, I'm supposed to make $9 million and I'm only making 4.5, you know, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. All right. Just go fuck yourself. I understand your point. I do, but to be as classless and tactless as, as you really are uh, right now with all of the people that are out here, you know, I mean, just, just at a gas and sip for Christ's sakes, you know, who's out here working and goes to work every day so we can put get fuel in our cars and our trucks. 
um, to, to come off like this is, is really bonehead. It's definitely not a good look. Mm -mm. Yeah, Blake Snell. What the hell? Thank mm. you. Man. The IQ of a house plant. Mm -hmm. You know? Give me a break. Give me a break. Really, I just want my son to make the major leagues before he retires so he can take him yard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Payback for that knee shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boy, are you talking about my knee shot? <laughs> no, when he hit you, when he was batting practice and he. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Just a little, little BP, <laughs> which he kind of shattered my knee. That's all right. Don't get old, people. And, yeah, I was smart enough to be standing behind an L screen. It just, you know, the ball went through it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's, oh, a definite old, that's a definite old shit moment right there. Yeah, it was. It was. So was the 300-yard walk back to the freaking back to the parking lot. From the batting cage that we were in, and then the drive to the hospital in my because of course I was driving my truck, and my truck is a standard, <laughs> and it's it's my left leg. <laughs> so, you know, really, yeah, we were we were doing a little. Yeah, I was floating gears on the way there because I just I couldn't. No man, I just can't do it. We're just gonna have to you know pull out the old Class A license and float a few gears to get me over yeah. the bridge. So that was that. Oh, that was fun. As a fellow truck driver, I know all about the whole um, power shifting of, of gears. Yep. Just float a little bit over there. I was really good at it. So, but uh, what are you going to do? So, what do you guys think? Is we going to get a Major League Baseball season? Um, wh wh where do you think the Sox are going to end up doing this year? Oh, I still think they're going to miss the playoffs if they have it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get no, I don't have faith in the team, you know. I'm always going to cheer for them. I, I hope they don't, you know. Oh, sure. I don't think they're going to suck, but I don't think they're going to be, like, blowing doors away either, so. Oh, you don't think Martin Perez can come in here and win 25 games? And, you know, uh, Erod is going to finally, you know, shake off his his um, his um Clay Buckholtzness and, and finish an entire season and be able to freaking, you know, go out there when, when, you know, he has the sniffles or a sore toe or something and just battle through it mm. and give you 20 wins. You're not excited about Ryan Weber? <laughs> <laughs> Colin McHugh doesn't have you all freaking hyped up. No. My, you know, it, my entire body's cramping just thinking about it. <laughs> to me, they're probably going to tease us enough to where – we think they might make the playoffs and then they're just going to like choke towards the end. Uh, yeah, it, 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 we, we could really, you know, get teased with, with everything that's going on around yeah. here. And they, they jump out to a hot start and you, you guys, you guys are old enough to remember the, you know, the seventies when we would get teased year after year and then freaking you know, Bucky fucking Dent right. and, um, you know, or something like those yeah. lines, you know, and it just, it just all falls apart. And uh, and it, it did, man. It was rough growing up around here when we were kids. It's it's not like, you know, Butchie's about to about to realize what what it was really like for us. You know, we all want better for our kids, but we look over at them and you know, right now and say, you you've got no clue. You you mm. really you have no yeah. clue. No, none. No, no, no. You, you you don't know what it's. You're not a long suffering anything. Okay, the la the last thing you suffered was the fact that, you know, you were, you were out of pop tarts. You, you, you got no idea, dude. Um, it was bad. It was, it was really bad around here. I mean, 
everybody i mean we went through i mean the celtics sucked for for a decade and then the you know the bruins were terrible after you know they they screwed shit up and you know, the patriots you know scattered in a good year here or a decent year there do you remember we used to dance in the streets when we made the playoffs you yeah. know when Hell, the Pats was... made the playoffs man you go outside and jump in the snow and fucking run naked in the snow for Christ's sakes it was <laughs> we, we were we were buffalo fuck man. <laughs> we're just happy to be here and um Christ, and I, I was doing cartwheels back then now if I try it both times I'm going to get broken and someone else will be doing this podcast the next ooh, week ooh yeah some yeah, yeah. somebody <laughs> pick up yeah pick up Chris's uh shoulder there it's, it's out of place you know it's out of place all right yeah you know, Call the ambulance. Was, I'm going down. There you go. I mean, it, that's that's just the way it was. It, you know, it was it, the the successes were few and far between. I mean, there were a lot of lean years even uh, for the Celtics before uh, Bird came in, and um, you know, in between Havlicek and Bird, and 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 all the uh, year after year of you know the the AL East just beating the hell out of each other and by the end of the year something would happen and and the the Sox would would be out of it and uh and you know it, it's it's just been a, it's a beautiful time uh it it has been a beautiful 20 years around here uh this has been a a great century for uh fans in New England and the fans of of these great teams that, that we've, we've put together. And it's just, it's, it, it, it creeps back into our minds, you know, especially guys our age or a little older than you guys, guys, my age, guys, Steve's age and uh, what it was like, you know, back in the dark days before the empire. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was it was it was it was fun growing up then. It was, it was nice rivalries, but we were always on the shit end of the stick. And and for 20 years, our kids and and even us have been on the clean end of the stick. And and now we're a little scared to to go back and grab that other end because we know it stinks. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. It's kind of a weird feeling, really, because, like you said, we're all used well, the older ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so used to struggling just to win, and we've seen an unprecedented run in Boston sports and sports in general in the last 20 years. Yep. It's almost like we almost forgot what it was like back then. So it's going to be interesting. But um, segwaying in the Patriots, <laughs> how do you really feel about Stidham? I mean, you see a lot of people are like jumping on. I guess you want to call it the Sidham bandwagon, but for me personally, yeah. I need to see more from right now. Say, okay, we got something here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chris. Um, I, I you you go back and you look at the tape of him in college and some of the things that he did in his junior year. You you see some really good stuff, and uh, and you understand what Bill might have seen in him, and and you know, let's bring him in and see what he has. Um, he, he's I like his mechanics. I like the way he uses his feet. Um, I, I, I think he's a very smart quarterback. I think he's somebody that if he had gotten that, you know, that one more year in college um, would have been in the discussion as a first round pick this year, maybe, um, or a second round pick at, at the very least. Uh, but, but no, I, I'm, I'm not all in on, you know, spiral stud ham. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I'm hopeful 
don't don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not going to be that guy and who, who's sitting out here cheering against somebody because he's not Tom Brady. But I mean, it, you know, that's over. This is going on now. There really wasn't anybody in the draft that that Bill liked, is you know, as Steve and I really enjoyed, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, uh, but what what are you going to do? That kid's going to be starting for Buffalo in two years. Well, so we'll yep. we'll see if we were right. See, Chris? Oh, you got, yeah, you just stole my thunder. I was going to ask you if you've uh, recovered from from going to Buffalo. I mean, no, my, no. My partner here in Thompson's like. Uh, Lighting the candle, he's down in the basement. He's not coming out. <laughs> For you should, Murph, you should have seen that poor bastard during draft days. Every oh my god! should come up like, here it comes, Steve. It's coming. And then yeah. really just said, you know what's going to happen? Buffalo's going to take him just before him. Oh. Sure enough, he went to Buffalo after. But it was great, yeah. boy, Steve. You were sweating bullets. Oh my god! Yeah, I can. Like I can. A, I, I can know. picture Steve in a, in in the fetal position out in the backyard <laughs> on the on the on the picnic table, just clutching his bottle of a uh, of fireball and just yeah, saying "fuck right. me, fuck me, fuck me." <laughs> it's like that guy it's right who, there, yeah. and it's it like, is. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys read my my draft day wish list this year a hundred times, like everybody else out there does. And uh, and it, it just it's it's been, that was sarcasm, folks, for everybody <laughs> out there. It's really sarcasm. Um, yeah, I've been getting a lot of that lately. A lot of people think, "Wow, man, Murph's really arrogant." No, this is all sarcasm, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are. Uh, it, it's it's. It, it was painful. It was another painful draft. It was it was not the draft that that anybody was expecting which is what exactly what we should have expected um i wanted the uh the uh the center guard out of uh out of michigan and uh i was right half right i got another one and i got him in the 8th round instead of the guy that i wanted ruiz in the first round who went right where the patriots were picking right <laughs> and then uh you know and then he went and he filled in holes and he started to get younger on the defensive side of the ball because you know quite frankly guy folks he it's bill is a defensive minded quarterback and we we all should have seen that you know once you lose the greatest football player in history um, that you're going to run home to mama and you're going to do what you do best. And what we're going to see from the Patriots this year is a lot of what we saw last year only turned up to 11. We're going to see a lot of rock fights. We're going to see a lot of 17 to 14 games, 23 to 17 games, things like that. And the Patriots are going to, you know, they're going to win eight or nine of them and they're going to lose or they're going to lose eight or nine of them. It, it's going to be one of those years and don't be surprised and don't be pissed off when this team is seven and nine or nine and seven last year. And this is kind of, you know, Bill looking at it as we can't come out this year and, and go 11 and five and then, be able to to build on that the year after you we're, we're gonna go nine and seven or eight and eight or seven and nine at the very least at the very least and and build on things going over the next few years that's why bill made the moves that he did um that's why he brought back uh devin mccourty that's why he brought back the leadership of this team um he he uh 
he um, put the the franchise tag on Tooney because you know there there's good strong backups um, that still just need a little bit more seasoning on this team, and then they're going to be able to step in in a year or so and be able to fill those voids. And you, you we're going to be seeing uh, a much different um, football team in the way it's coached and in the way that uh, they go about game planning uh, over the next few years, because that's what it is. Bill has to rebuild this foundation and build it out of freaking you know, brownstone or granite or whatever the hell you want to build it out of. But the foundation needs to get stronger. We saw last year that it just wasn't strong enough. The, um, the parts around Brady um, were broken down, uh, were uh, young and uh, too few and far between for them to rely on his arm um, to make them better. And I think Bill is going to keep moving in this direction. And, you know, while everybody else is throwing the ball all around the, the, the field, Bill is going to sit back and he's going to play ball control uh, football and uh, and rely on his defense to win some games until he can, you know, mature the, the young guys on that side of the ball and bring some playmakers in on this side of the ball to see how that works out. Well, I got a question for the both of you. We all okay. see dynasties are championship teams. You know, they win and then they fall apart. Case in point, someone like, I'll just throw it out there, Buddy Ryan and Ditka. They, they only won one together. They went their separate ways, never won again. Yep. Putting your, looking into your crystal ball, does that happen with Belichick and Brady? Do they do now that they've gone the separate ways? Do either one of them win a Super Bowl again now that they're broken up? Oh yeah, um, they will. Bill will win another Super Bowl. It, it, but you guys have to. Everybody out there has to realize it's not going to be what it was. It, it's not going to be a Super Bowl trip every other year. It's not going to be, you know, uh, well, what is it? Eight AFC title games that they went to or nine. Uh, in a row, it, 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 that's not going to happen. We're never going to see that again. But Bill has the ability to win another Super Bowl. Um, he would have had the ability to win a couple of them if uh, we hadn't shipped one one quarterback out to San Francisco a few years ago. But they did that, and and now he's going to have to rebuild it with Stidham and see if if that's going to happen. But I think he's he's very capable of doing it. Um, I think Tom's capable of doing it, but it's it's going to take a few breaks. And I mean, folks, this the man's 43 years old. Okay, and he's 43. Every day that he's not on a football field right now is a blessing for him uh, in in healing up and getting better. And I don't care how much water you drink or how pliable you are. Uh, you're 43 years old, and and yeah, we all make fun of the the cliff comments that were happening when Brady was 38, but he's not 38 anymore. He's 43 years old, so things are going to have to break in the right way. Um, the the thing that worries me the most is the fact that Bruce Arians is a bubblehead. He really is. I I I I, I think he he was a, a fine coordinator, uh, but I don't think he's a head coach. I don't think um, a lot of people will leave a, a place like uh, New England uh, because it's so difficult and because it's so hard 
and they will get somewhere else and realize that that's the reason that they won. Um, now, the, another thing that we've we've heard throughout the years, um, when coaches have left here, they they tried to be too much like Belichick, and they tried to you know do things, and people did, you know, I. I I don't know if Tom is going to be able to walk into Tampa Bay and change a culture that has been there for as long as it is. And it's not putting Tom down. It's just the fact that um, walking into a new room, even with the resume that Tom has, even with the talent that he has, I don't know if he's going to be able to get everybody on the same page within the next year or two and be able to to do that, especially in this environment and what we're doing now with no, no OTAs and they're, they're, the, the season is going to be so messed up with the amount of practice time that these guys are going to be able to get in. Uh, rookie mini camps are, are, non-existent and uh, it, it, it it's an uphill battle and uh tom's got a couple of hills to climb that a lot of people aren't talking about and quite frankly one of them is how old he is he, he re- doesn't have a lot of time bill has another he bill could coach for another 10 years okay it's not like he's getting slow it's not like the game is is going to pass him by that's the, you know like it has with so many others who just rely on their certain system or the way that they do things. Bill is somebody who got into an argument today with somebody, you know, the, uh, once again about the system. And then I, you know, I, I tweeted, I said, well, which system is it? You know, because Bill just keeps evolving with game plans, you know, to attack you wherever you are weakest every, every single week. He doesn't run the run and shoot. He doesn't run a spread offense. He doesn't run this, that, and yet he does. He, 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 will, he will run all of these systems. The only thing is, you know, Tom Brady's been able to do that. Can he do that with somebody else? That's the question. I think he'll be able to win another one, you know, kind of like Joe Gibbs. I, I look at Tom the way I looked at Joe Gibbs. He, he's somebody who who can change his philosophy to fit the players that he has. We've all seen throughout time that the 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 biggest gift that he has is being able to recognize talent and put it in a position to look really really good. You know, to the point where you are asking, why aren't we seeing more of this guy, or why aren't we seeing more of that guy? Um, a, a good, uh, a good example of that is is Chase Winovich last year by the fourth or fifth game. Where why aren't we seeing more Chase Winovich? Well, he looks fantastic because Bill's putting him in a place where he's going to succeed week in and week out. He's not asking him to do too much. Um, that's why so many players come here and they do well when everybody asks, well, he was a first round pick. Why is it? Well, because he was a first round pick, you expected him to be a four down player and that's not what he is. Okay. This is what he does well. And if you put him in a position where he's going to be able to do that, he's going to look fantastic. He's going to look like an all pro chase. One of looked fantastic last year because he was put in a position to do that. Uh, he's going to do bill is going to do that this year with Kyle Duggar. Okay, he's not going to be a four-down guy. He's not going to have to be because he brought Devin McCourty back. Uh, Patrick Chung has another season in him. Duggar's going to be able to come in and, and spell both of them and learn from both of them and then take that step next year or the year after. 
that's the beauty of, of Bill Belichick. That's the genius of Bill Belichick. And now we just have to see, uh, and nobody wants it more than I do, if he can if he can do it without Tom, because he hasn't done it without Tom up to this point. But I think he's he's able to. Sorry if I took up too much time. <laughs> well, uh, oh, no. Steve, it's, it's your turn. So, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bill will win one. Tom will not. I don't think I can respect yeah. that. You know, it's uh, Gronk's not going to last the season, unfortunately. No. And like Murph said, it's I mean, it's just the logistics of everything this year. What they can't practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're doing probably like Zoom sessions or whatever, but you can't get timing down like that. You, no. I mean, you, it's you can, impossible. Yeah, I mean, you can play Madden or whatever to blow in your face, but it's not the same as <laughs> being out on the practice field, no matter what they try to tell you about esports. Right. No, it's, it's not the same. I mean, like Murph said, Tom's 43. Was he declining a little bit yet last year? Definitely. You know, there there was there was there was some. I'm not going to lie, and I said it last year, and I said it, and I'll say it. You know, beforehand. I mean, he's 42 years old. Yeah. You know, it, it, w- there there's going to be some kind of decline. He was able to reach back and do it uh, when he absolutely positively had to. There isn't another quarterback in this league, I think. You know, that that could have gone 12 and four with this team with the team that Tom had to play with, with a, an offensive line that was complete Swiss cheese all year, uh, with a rookie uh, who – I mean, you, we were just talking about logistics. Ask Nikhil Harry how easy it was to step on the field last year after missing all the time that he did in camp and, and during the season. It, it's not easy. And uh, and so, no, I, we're, we're on the same page, but I'm sorry. I just stepped all over you, didn't I? No, this is why right. they don't ask me back more, guys. This is why I'm only on every every six months or so when sweeps weeks come up because Murph just never shuts the fuck up. And as much as I love Tom, like to me, like the later on in his career, he seems to have less patience with working with like young receivers. Mm, I mean, um, I mean maybe they just suck, but that's age for you. As we yeah. get older, well, I mean, less patient with everything. With with the exception of Harry, where where were they drafting these wide receivers? Oh, late, you know, yeah. It was, it was yeah. late. It was it was undrafted free agents. It was this and that. It, Bill never went out and and I mean, well, I mean, anyone that they're drafting. I mean, when was the last time they drafted in the top fifteen or the top ten of of a draft? I mean, you're grabbing guys at the bottom of the first round, at the bottom of the second round. That that just you know those kind of explosive playmakers are not there. I mean, I said this year. I mean, everybody was talking. Well, why did you do that? Well, I mean, by the time the Patriots were picking, you you know, eight wide receivers had already been off the board. You guys keep talking. Everybody keeps talking about the depth of the wide receiver class here. You you're you're not going to hear any of these names in four years, people. You're not. You you go down the top fifteen wide receivers in this greatest wide receiver class that we've seen in thirty years. You're not going to hear their names. You're not. It's just it, it's not happening. It never happens. So I'm gonna I'm gonna feel really solid about saying that again now. And when you got to the eighth wide receiver, what the fuck? Why bother? 
Right. Because there's no difference between him and a guy that I'm going to take in the eighth round or the fifth. Or I would have liked to have seen him take a wide receiver in the fifth round instead of a fucking kicker. Sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. You could have done that for me, Bill. Throw me a goddamn bone. I mean, I yeah. did a lot of work this year. Um, but uh, it, it's just it, it does, doesn't happen that way. Unless you are, you are, you know, grabbing the Terrell Owenses or the Randy Mosses of the world, there's, there's nobody that goes out there and changes the way the game is played unless you're picking in those top five picks. And even when you are, what do they do? What do they win you? Nothing. What has OBJ ever won? Nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, what is my, you know, what? Are, why am I blanking on the name that the, um, the wide out down there in, um, in, uh, in Atlanta. Um, Julio? Help me out. Yeah, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Yeah. What, what the fuck has Julio Jones ever done? Congrats. He, he won you your fantasy football league. Woohoo! <laughs> Whoop-de-damn-do. Yeah. Okay? It's about building football teams. And luckily around here, we've had the greatest quarterback in history that has been able to make a lot of people look really good. Uh, and he's had a few, a little help along the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Edelman is for, you know, what he's been able to do in the postseason. I think he belongs in the hall of fame. I think Gronk is, is a surefire, uh, first ballot hall of famer. Um, I think he's hurting, he's going to hurt his legacy a little bit by coming back now. Um, because he's, he's just not the same person. You guys remember that, that, uh, column that I wrote a couple of years ago, um, last year it was no, it was just last year about how the TB12 method is not working for Rob Gronkowski because yeah. he was looking thin. Uh, it, it looked like he wasn't in the weight room as much as he had been in the past. Um, and right now he's even thinner than that. Um, I, I think he's going to try, but I just think the the injuries have have uh, have caught up to him. And uh, right now he's excited. He's been out of the league for a year. It's probably the best that his body has felt since he was probably 15 years old. And, um, and, uh, but, you know, come week four, week five, week six, these things are going to catch up to him again. Mm. Were you irked at the way, were you irked at the way Gronk kind of, you know, he retired yeah. after the draft last year, and then he basically yep. colluded with Tom to come back and play this year. And yep. that pissed me off more than Tom leaving. Yeah, it, it really did. I understood the way that Tom, you know, Tom leaving and everything. I really, I, I really got it. I, th you know, for whatever reason that that you have, and this is another thing that people out there don't don't want to get i mean there are folks out there that, that make a big deal about the relationship between brady and belichick and then now this idiot last week is talking about you know the relationship between tom and josh mcdaniels and, and tom was really quick to jump in and say that's just not the fucking case but i mean sooner or later every relationship uh runs its course and every re relationship ends because things went bad OK, that's that's why they end, because things are bad and you just don't want to you, you, you someday you just woke wake up and you don't want to look at that person anymore. It's usually the women in our lives that wake <laughs> up and say, I don't want to look at him anymore. I don't want to look at him. God, look at him. It's terrible. Uh, sitting here eating <laughs> cereal with beer. What the fuck? You're 40 <laughs> years old. I'm out of here. Um, 
<laughs> and, and and that's what happened with Tom. But with, with with Rob, what he did last year was really bush league and really bullshit. I don't want to fucking hear it. Well, it was just hemming and hawing and no 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 no. No, you dragged it out and you dragged your feet until after the draft, and then you said, "No, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to retire." All right, you should have done it right after the Super Bowl. You should have said, "No, that's it, man. I'm going out on top." And uh. And then to come back and, and just, you know, you could have, you could have given one more year here and you didn't. And it, it was just, it was, it, you know, football was no fun. And, and it was, you know, Bill was, was mean to me. He treated me like everybody else. And I had to get up and go to practice all the time and yada, yada, yada. Well, now we can go down there with Bruce Arians and do fucking Alabama slammers after every goddamn practice and shit. And, you know, ah, fuck it. We lost. Let's just go sit on the houseboat and do some fishing. We don't care. We're getting paid. Um, so that's fine. You know, take your party bus and go down there. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Yep. You really are. And, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a dick move to do the, what he did last year, right after the draft, just like you asked and, and Steve, and, and then to, to do this this year to basically hold the, the Pats hostage and say, well, you know, I, I personally, I would have told Bill, uh, if I was Bill, I would have said, fuck you, I'm not trading you. Not you want to come back, come play for me and I'll, and I'll make the cut somewhere else and I'll find a way to, I'll trade Tooney. I don't care. I'll yeah. I'll trade Tooney, but you're not going to go play for Tom because you fucked me over last year. But Bill's a nicer guy than I am. He did the guy a solid. <laughs> yeah. He traded him for a fourth-round pick. And when you look at it, we got a fourth-round pick for a guy that was retired and was really, you know, I mean – that that Super Bowl was his last hurrah. Uh, that one catch in the Super Bowl was his last hurrah. He had a, he had a nice game during the AFC title game at that playoff. We'll we'll say the, the the playoff series, but he didn't he did not look like Rob Gronkowski for most of his last the 2018 season here at all. I, I wrote about it. I took a lot of grief over it, but I was right. Um, whether it was the TB12 method or whatever, he just was not working the way that he used to, or he got real old real quick and it just wasn't, wasn't happening anymore. He's the best tight end I have ever seen play the position bar none. I don't care, you know, Gonzalez or anybody else that you want to talk about, um, you know, going all the way back to Dave Casper. I mean, it, nobody has ever and Russ Francis, nobody has ever played the game as well as this man did at that position or dominated in, in, in the way that he he's able to, but that time's passed. And I don't think it's, it's going to work out the way that him and Tom think down there. I'm still sitting here thinking about uh, saying how the, you know, mainly the females that get tired of looking at their husbands or whatever. <laughs> and thinking about one of the first times we had you on the uh, podcast and you tell me that I uh, married above my head. With my you wife. did. You outkicked so. your coverage. You did, man. You really outkicked your coverage there, Christopher. I, I will. I will. You know, uh, got to show you the secret handshake and everything. You know, you're you're part of the club. You know, guys that just way out of our league, man. Way out of our league. And uh, it's just amazing. She's a, your wife's a great person, and and I'm glad she's keeping you off the streets. <laughs> I think my mom would approve of that too. <laughs> mm -hmm. But anyways, I bet that's she a would. Segue, 
Yeah, she definitely would. She knows I'm a handful, but you know who the hell is it? <laughs> I'm not like you know. I'm not that son where the mom thinks is the saint. It's quite the opposite. It's like, what did you do now, Chris? Jesus. <laughs> Now what did you get yourself in trouble for? Nothing. Yeah, that yeah, was okay. my mother. I mean, that, my my wife. You could show her pictures of, uh, you know, a uh, 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 videotape of of one of her kids committing murder, and she would just say, no, 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 they didn't, no. Uh, That's right. My wife's back here. She's listening. She just said she was home with me the whole night. It couldn't have happened. <laughs> I don't care what that camera says. <laughs> It's like I used to say all the time, my mom, uh, you know, all those stupid stuff that uh, we did back in the day, who the hell do you think was behind all of that? It's like, I already know who was behind it. You were. Yeah. Who's you? So what what are you saying, mom? I'm the the bad influence? You said it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Incriminate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But uh, a nice segue, the... uh, the Patriots fans got it right. Seymour finally got his due. I know I was a few times on Twitter. I was griping, telling you that, you know, they're going to screw this up too, but he's in. Yeah. Yeah, he's in and he deserves to be there. And I, I really don't know why uh, Parcells was even in the conversation. He's been put up for, for adoption um, four times and no family has wanted to take him home and, and put him into the, into the Raytheon hall of fame there, which is, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, it's, it's a tourist trap. That's it. This is, this is a tourist destination. Um, it's voted on by the fans. The, the writers are pissed off about it. Um, but you know, we get to sit back and watch you screw up the MLB hall of fame. The uh, the National Football League Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame, they usually do a pretty good job. You know, there's not you, there, there are not a lot of guys in Toronto that are in there that shouldn't be, or guys that are that that you know that um, guys left out that should be in there. So I can't get on the hockey writers too much. They do a good job. Um, well, once they get but nifty, with, in, then, uh, they'll get it right. But, yep. Uh, there you go. And um. But the, the, other than that, it's, it's, they're, they're really ticked off that this hasn't happened. And what, what got me the most was, um, was Buckley's article that he wrote saying that, that Bill should override uh, and put him in. Uh, the, the man did nothing here. Um, he, was, he was fantastic with the press, and that's why the press loves him. Uh, he was the complete opposite of Bill. He was that guy that, you know, fed stuff to the press and talked to the press and, you know, um, but he didn't do anything here. He didn't draft any of the people that, that they keep spouting off about that were here in 2001 or 2000. He didn't do that. That wasn't him. That's why he left because we didn't let him shop for the groceries. Right. So uh, please stop, you know, whoever's putting him on the ballot, stop. So we can stop talking about this unless, you know, you're smart. And I don't know, are they smart enough? to put him on there. So we'll have this argument every year and we'll be talking about the Patriots. Uh, that could be it because the fans are never voting him in. And no, I don't think that, uh, that Bob Kraft should, you know, go do an end around and just put him in. I don't, you know, and like you want you want to put a plaque up in, in the bathroom there for him, go right ahead. But other than that, he didn't do anything here and he did everything on the way out the door to screw up whatever he could on uh, 
for the Patriots going forward. So, no, he doesn't belong. Uh, but they, they did. They got it right. And there were two guys on the ballot this year who won three championships here, and they put the right one in. I have never been to any Hall of Fame ceremony with the Patriots. I've been saying for a long time, the only time I was going to make my first one was when Seymour got in. He's in. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we don't know if we're going to get a ceremony for the guy. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God, you're going to be freaking kidding me. Guy. Oh, yeah. I know. I hear you. But, I um, hear you. It's frustrating. I'm so pissed off about that Super Bowl against Green Bay because Parcells just didn't give a shit. Plain and simple. No. The Patriots might not have won that Super Bowl. They might have. They have actually had a head coach that actually they gave could a have. shit going into it. They could have won that game. Reggie White right. just took over that game, and that that was that was it. And Bill wasn't prepared because he was too busy setting up his next job and wondering what coaches he was going to take with him and, you know, what, what uh, players he wanted to, you know, to, to move along and, and, and get into a Jets uniform or whatever. And, uh, and he didn't do his job and I'm sorry, you dropped the ball like that. You you screw the team like that on the way out the door. You, you, you're not going to get my vote. You're not going to get the vote. Do you guys notice that they don't do, – you didn't see. Uh, did you see anywhere where what, what the final voting tabulations were? I think I saw that Seymour got a little over 50%, but that's all I saw. So I can't imagine it was very good for Parcells. <laughs> no. I really can't. I'd like to see those numbers somewhere. I haven't seen them. Uh, but I, I can, I'm willing to bet that the only people that uh, voted him in or voted for him were, were members of the media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they liked him. They did. He was the kind of guy that, that you know, like I said, that, that gave them tips and fed them stories and gave them headlines and good sound bites and things like that. And Bill doesn't do that. And they've been pissed off ever since. Well, there's going to be a lot of people going forward. It was, it's going to be damn hard to get into this Hall of Fame with the way they currently have it with one person going in every year. So going to be a lot of good players either waiting a long time and never even making it. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, like as you long said, as Brandon though. Bolden gets in, I'll be happy. Right. <laughs> and it is. It, it's, it's, it's really – it is tough. It, it's a tough system with only one person getting in. Um, I think – you know, sooner or later, they, they might have to expand it to two people. But um, I, I, I just I don't like the, the fact that, you know, of, you know, the Patriots themselves putting somebody in. I like the fact that this is a fan vote thing. This is the fans place. OK, it's the fans that go there. They want to go see it. Like I said, it's a tourist attraction. You know, it, it's like Six Flags or when we were kids, when we would go to Riverside. Uh, that that we're we're the ones that choose to go there for a certain reason, and um and and that's the way I think that the Patriots Hall of Fame should remain. I can dig that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean baseball, they put Harold Reynolds in the Hall of Fame so they can just sit down. Oh, <laughs> you mean Baines? Right. You mean? You're talking about Harold Baines, not Harold Reynolds. Harold Baines. Oh yeah, you know Wayne Hell Reynolds is in. Yep, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, just... yeah. Everybody's name sounds alike after a few beers, so you know <laughs> it's all right. We'll get. We'll oh get yeah, that. right. Um, 
But it, 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 it is. The, it, the Baseball Hall of Fame has become, you know, the, the hall of, of pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the best players that have ever played are, are not in. Uh, I, and I don't mean Clements. He can sit on the frickin', the, you know, on the steps with uh, Pete Rose for all I care. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with what he ladled into his body because there are already guys in there that use steroids. So I don't want to hear that. I wrote that fucking article too. Um, <coughs> suck it, Bob Ryan. Um, <laughs> and it, it's it's it, it's painful that you know. So, so in the end, it, it's just them pissed off that the the fans get the say. And they're the ones that do it. And they do this every year with the All-Star Game. Well, it's a game for the fans. I mean, I'm tired of uh, the the whole home field advantage thing is is just ridiculous. Um, if you got rid of things like interleague play, the 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 All-Star Game would, would mean more. And more people would tune in because you're not seeing these players, you know, all the time. Uh, and... You know, things like that, they're, they're for the fans. Let the fans vote vote folks in or keep them out. And the fans don't obviously do not want Bill uh, Bill Parcells in here and definitely not before Bill Belichick goes in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty wild. So speaking of, like, baseball, who do you feel is the biggest snub out of the Hall of Fame for you personally? Dwight Evans. I'll be a homer. I will forever uh, believe that Dwight Evans should be in the Hall of Fame. He's the best right fielder that uh, that you know I have ever seen. Um, the, the, I, I honestly I didn't see Clemente play, but other than that, I mean the things that he was able to do with his glove, the fact that he was he was better at the end of his career than he was at the beginning, and it was purely out of hard work and not any chemical imbalance that he might have chosen to, to make uh, in his body. Um, yeah, I, I believe he, he's got more fucking home runs than Jim Rice. That's you know, it, it's, wow. yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I understand it was an accumulation, but it wasn't like, you know, there, there was no huge drop off until the last year when, when he went to, uh, when he went to Baltimore, which was a fucking sin. Um, yeah. And uh, and it, it was it, he belongs he he he's the snub that that I will go to my grave saying uh, belongs in there. Um, there are other guys that you know that you know probably deserve to be in also, but but for me it, it's it's always going to be Dewey. It's always going to be number twenty four, and then you can throw the other twenty four in there. Manny Manny's not going to get in because of what happened in L A. and getting pinched the way he did for, for using, but I mean, it, Manny Ramirez is the best hitter I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, he deserves to be in there. Like I said, there are, there are ball players in there now that, that did use, all right. Or that I believe used, um, guys whose bodies, guys who I knew when they were in high school. Okay. Uh, I live in Connecticut folks, so you can look this up and I won't be saying anybody's name and getting sued, but yeah, there were guys that are from Connecticut that I went to high school with that are now in the major league baseball hall of fame. And, uh, and believe me, the body that they had when they were 18 years old should not have supported, uh, turned into the body that they were when they were 25. Okay. That doesn't happen without help coming from where you were 
and I saw who you were then and who you ended up. Um, there are guys in there that, that, that used, um, there are guys, you know, right out there in Oakland, um, that, that used that are, that are in the hall of fame. Um, they've made a few other stops along the way, but you're, you're going to, you know, Oakland Yankees, and you can figure out who I'm talking about folks. Um, but, uh, there are guys already in there that if you, Manny belongs in, he, he, he was just that great of a talent. He was just that good. And, uh, it does my heart fucking, you know, it's really mm. cool that, that he still wants to play. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you? Who do you, who you got for a snub there, Chris? I believe Fred McGriff belongs in the hall of fame personally. Oh, I don't know if he's yeah. the biggest snub, but he definitely belongs. Oh yeah. Can, can, yeah. Considering some of the people that are in there now. Yeah. Oh yeah. The crime dog, he, he, the hit dog, he belongs in there. Fuck yeah. Any yeah. day, all day. And, and you know, a double header on Sunday, man, I believe he belongs in there. That's, that was a great poll. Thompson, I mean, you got I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Trying to f- Thompson's got to think for five minutes anyway. Go ahead. Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'll think. <laughs> um, can I, Make my wager now on uh, Butchie making it down the road. I mean, I'll probably be a no oh, man. Oh, let's just get, let's get him to college. <laughs> let's get him to college first, all right? College? We need him now. What the hell with college? Yeah, He's that's what a lot of people are saying. He was <laughs> he was house shopping this week because he was pissed off that, you know, his he lost his junior high school year, and um, it, it, it's looking kind of slim as to whether or not they're going to have any travel baseball this summer. And um, he's a little worried. So he's kind of like, you know, hey, well, you know, none of these ballplayers want to go play. Maybe I could get on a, on a team somewhere and be a setup guy. I'll get any, you know, he, he he's just convinced and, you know, that he'll get anybody out for three innings. <laughs> hey, that's not and, a bad mindset to have. No, it's really not. It's, it's the mindset that you've got to have. And, um, when he's out and about, he's, he's real, you know, these aren't the thing he doesn't, he's not that kid that walks around with a puffed up chest. I'm better than everybody. And I know it, it it's, it's not, uh, but he's a great kid. He's a good teammate. I've never met a coach that, that didn't want him around simply for the way he carries himself and what he does for, um, for his teammates. Uh, the, the, the proudest thing that, accomplishment that he's he's made in 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 sports and baseball is the fact that you know while he was in while he was here just local little league stuff um they give an award every year for a sportsman for sportsmanship uh and he won it once but he was nominated for it every single time that every single year that he played in little league and that was going all the way to instructional ball so we're talking six years, six times he'd been nominated for this award. And that's, that's the most proud I am of him of anything he's ever done. He's and folks. My, my kid's done some pretty spectacular things on a baseball field. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You guys yeah. are doing a good job with him. And look, I'm, I'm in my forties. I can, I can appreciate the hustle from Butchie. When I was that age, I played baseball. I was, I was decent, but, um, my grind wasn't on the field if you get my drift. I had interest in other, in other departments. All right. I got one. All right. Let's hear it. Mike Mussina. Isn't he already in? Really? No. He's in already, Mussina. Oh, he's on. 
I don't believe I'm, he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he just uh, got in. I I I have yep. to look that up. 2019. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I can tell you what right. I think my one of my favorite pitches of all time is outside of uh, the Sox. Maddox, easy. It's an easy one for me. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike's in, so Maddox is in. You've seen his in. We gave you five minutes there, and you came up with a guy that was already in. What the hell? I could have sworn he wasn't in. No, he's in. He is. Hmm. He's in. Uh, looking at his baseball question is, should he right be now, in? and the man's in. He's got almost 3,000 strikeouts, I think. He was another guy. He was another guy that accumulated stuff. Yeah. You know, he, he, he had a long career. Um, and, and he accumulated a lot of wins, but you, you've got to respect the fact that, that he hung it up when he did, you know, he played 18 years and he ended up with, I'm looking at it right now, 270 wins. He had two more years in him. He, he won, you know, 20 games in his last year, you know, with an Hmm. ERA of 3.37, you know, you, 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 you have to think over the, the next two years, he could have put together 30 more wins and gotten 300, but yeah. he just had enough, you know, he just, he, he'd had enough and, um, and he walked away. So, but no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad he he's in there. I really am. Even though, uh, I mean, I loved him when he was in Baltimore and I hated him when he was a Yankee. Um, but uh, no, he, he was, he was a, he was a good pitcher. He was, he was always a, you know, he had a couple of years where, where he, I'm looking at it right now. He was he was top five in Cy Young. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six times. Um, if you count top ten, nine times. He, he was sixth a few other times. Uh, he he won. He God one, two, three, four, five. He won five Gold Gloves. You know, he won five gold gloves as as a pitcher. Uh, all you know, he was a, he was an all star uh, five times. No, seven gold gloves. He won seven gold gloves. I miscounted. You, you know, there you go, public school, wow. Connecticut. Fuck. Um, so yeah, no, no, he no. he belongs. He's he's in there, and uh, and it would have been a good call by by Thompson over there if Eight. he hadn't been in. <laughs> <laughs> Now we are, we are, we're still waiting for uh, the, the name drop, but... Um, Kurt Schilling. Ooh. No. Yep. No. This for his postseason. Ooh. You know I, can, I always I, put more I can, weight in the postseason. Than I, the I can uh, feel yeah. the tension building as, as a, <laughs> uh, a middleman at this point. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... He's on the he's on the edge, but I would put him in. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. That's what the what we get with the dumbing yeah. down of the Hall of Fames and whatnot. And you say, well, so and so's in, and so and so's in, so this one should be in. And you know, he, he he was, you know, he has he he's won three World Series. He he played a significant, you know, role in each one of them. But I he was he was in the the league for twenty years. 
and he was an all-star five times. Yeah. I think six times maybe. Um, he was, he was, I, I, he's never won the Cy Young award. Um, he won an MVP, MVP in the world series and the NLCS, but he was never a Cy Young winner. Uh, he was only in the conversation one, two, three, four times. He finished second four times. <laughs> Oops. To me, oh, it's well. pretty with Hall of Fame players. If you have to think about it, they don't belong. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. That's a good point, man. I, I, I said the same thing a little while ago. Um, I wrote the same thing a little while ago. I'm not sure if I was writing for you guys yet. Um, you know, I did a Hall of Fame thing, and, and, and one of my, my – I'm a little tougher on the Baseball Hall of Fame than I am any others. And it, it's, you know, your Hall of Fame may not – worthy may not be mine. But, you know, my Hall of Fame sits on the uh, in a notebook next to my bed. And that's where, you know, it is. So if you don't want to agree with me, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to agree with me at all. It, 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 that's not, not the point. Um, you know, we, we, we can disagree and still be friends. And th that's what's sadly missing in this, in this country right now is the fact oh, yeah. that nobody can just, you know, just say, all right. That's cool. That's the way you think. That's that's fine. Everybody has to take everything a little personally. But um, I, I don't think, you know, a 597 win percentage and, and 216 wins is enough to have you in the conversation with the greatest ball players of all time when you played 20 years in the in the game. I, I really don't. Three. He he only won 20 games three times. He only won 15 or more games. One, two, three, six, eight times. That's that's less than half of his career. You know, I I, I could keep going. He wasn't a great strikeout guy, uh, but like you said, he was. He he really showed up in the postseason when the when the spotlight was on him, because uh, for a lot of years it wasn't. Um, I mean, how many how many games did you guys see him play? when he was in Philadelphia. Um, it just, it, it, it wasn't, while Philadelphia is a major city, it's not, it was never a team that you, you know, went out of your way to look at unless they were in the postseason. And the same thing out there in Phoenix, you know, in Arizona, it just didn't, uh, it just wasn't on the radar. Um, maybe if he had done this stuff in New York and Boston his entire career, but I mean, even in Boston, he he won 20 games his first season, and then after that, it was you know eight wins and 15 wins and you know nine wins in his last year here. Uh, I mean, he, his his ERA was was you know up there uh, by that time. He has ERA. He finished with an ERA of four and a half. But I mean, it was it was almost four the entire time that he was here. So yeah, no, I, I can't I, I can't put Schilling in. It's got nothing to do with his politics, folks. Don't don't start sending me hate mail that's saying that you know, well you don't like him because of his politics. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been a Republican mo longer than most of you have been alive. It's just the fact that the guy that we have in office right now isn't a real Republican. He's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I want to expand on the politics talk, but um, yeah take cover on that shit but i got asked <laughs> yeah. probably like a week ago by a younger baseball player 
who I had thought was the best pure hitter I've ever seen and had the best swing. And I came up with two names. The best pure, pure, pure hitter I ever seen play was Tony Gwynn. Oh, the sure. sweetest thing I've ever saw was Griffey. Mm. I mean, that's kind of the. the um, but. Yeah, uh, the kid was was something else. Um, I, I I still like watching Manny hit more than I than I like Griffey. Um, you know, Griffey was 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 one of a kind, and and we'll never see him again. He was fantastic. It was too bad that he broke down after going back to Cincinnati the way he did. He went back there for less money. He wanted to play where his dad played and had all that success. He wanted to play where he grew up, and I thought that was beautiful. And I felt bad for the people of Cincinnati that they didn't get to see him at his best. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Steve? That's all I got. All righty. All right. Um, so. Want to tell the people – where to find you and anything you want to plug fire away. Oh, well, thanks folks. Um, thanks guys. I really appreciate you having me on. It's always a good time when we do. And and tonight I was actually sober for it. (laughs) Um, there was, (laughs) but yeah, you can, (coughs) I'm sorry. You can follow me on Twitter at tmurf207. You can listen to me every week on, uh, on, um, Patriots on, uh, one Patriots place. And of course, you know, every once a month or so, uh, Mike Diabate and I get together and we do uh, the Shays Bippy Mod Pod. If you guys are into to mob movies out there, you can check that out. That's always a lot of fun. And of course, you can read me at DieHardBostonSportsFans.com when sports is actually going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that. You can check. You can check out my opinions there. And uh, and 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 it, like I said, it, it's always fantastic. Come on here. Uh, and uh, oh, if if I can uh, give a plug to to Mike and locked on Patriots. Mike has me on maybe once a week over there on his show and the locked on network for locked on Patriots. You can always check that out. And even if I'm not on Mike has fantastic guests all the time. And, uh, and please, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how he does it every single day. He just churns out freaking good shows every single day. I couldn't do that. <laughs> fantastic. But guys, thanks for having me on. It, it's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you don't make me wait this long until you ask me back. No, we won't. Nah, it'll happen soon. Absolutely. All right, guys. All right. Take Have care. All the best to everybody. Stay healthy out there and uh, keep your masks on no matter what you're reading on Twitter. Uh, you know, just it's it, this shit can be dangerous, man. And, and so let, let's just all stay healthy. Let's stay safe out there. All right. All right. Right on. All right, right on, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. We'll talk to you. All right. See you. Well, the illustrious Murph. Oh, he's awesome. (laughs) I guess we pretty much covered everything, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went over two on Hall of Fame people. That was good. (laughs) Hey, at least the second one, you actually had someone who wasn't in yet. So you had that going for you. I could have sworn Mucina wasn't in. Oh yeah, well, it's just recently, but yeah, no yeah. big deal. No, I mean I don't think Schilling will get in, but like I said, it's just I would have, I'd put him in just for all his postseason stuff. But he's probably not getting in, and the deciding part is his political stuff that he irks a lot of people. So, uh, I mean, whatever that is. Yeah. What it is. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, like Murph said, you don't want to dumb down the Hall of Fame more than it already is. Right. <laughs> so.
we'll wrap it up. So find us on diehardbostonsportsfans.com, Facebook, Diehard Boston Sports Fans, Boston Sports Blitz. Twitter, you got us at We Play for Titles, Diehard Boss Fans, Boston Sports, BLZ. And what's yours, Chris? Mine's Chris underscore Blackie. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for checking out this episode. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>